because the whole time I was applying for jobs, I was so irrationally stressed when in reality, if I didn't have a job, it would have been totally fine. Welcome back to Brie Books Podcast, the podcast that encourages, entertains, and inspires by discussing ideas both on and off the page. And today is all about finding a job as a new grad. On today's episode, we are changing it up. We're starting a new mini-series called the Brie Books Career Crash Course. And today is all about finding a job as a new grad and a few secrets that I have that should help make your post-grad job search feel a little bit easier and a lot more effective. So in this episode, I am discussing career topics that most students don't learn in college, like how to actually land a job, and I'm going deep on lessons from my own career across tech, social media, and journalism. So if you're interested in getting the most out of your post-grad life, or if you are on the job hunt in general, this episode is definitely for you. So for recent grads who are looking to start on a multi-hyphenate career path, consider this episode the inspiration you need. If you are a recent grad and you want to talk all things job search, career, etc., meaning of life, all of it, you can reach out to me at brie at briebookspod.com. Or if you're interested in being on the podcast, I can answer some of your job questions, reach out at brie at briebookspod.com. I'm beginning this series with an interview featuring Amina Rashid, who is a recent graduate of Tufts University, my alma mater. And Amina is currently the Strategy and Insights Associate Analyst at Profitero, which is an e-commerce startup in Boston. In this episode, we cover how Amina is navigating her post-grad life, what she did during her time in college to explore roles and find new opportunities for herself. She breaks down the ins and outs of her job application process, which essentially spanned the entirety of her senior year of college. And I also share a few of my networking tips and secrets with Amina. I really think that you're going to love this episode no matter where you are in your career, but I encourage you to send it to the college kid in your life or to your friend. If you have anyone who is navigating a career change or just really thinking about how to make their next move, I think that they'll benefit from hearing this podcast episode. So take it away, Amina. Hi, I'm Amina Rashid. I am 21 years old, fresh out of Tufts University. Um... I'm a new grad and currently I work as an analyst, as an associate analyst at an e-commerce startup in Boston. And I also worked for the Olympics for a couple of weeks this summer. Um, And I'm kind of just navigating my new fresh post-grad life. Thank you. And for context for everyone, uh, the two of us spoke last week, I believe, and, you know, just had kind of a quick and interesting conversation about your passions and how as someone who identifies as having, you know, like multiple branches, you know, you're very left-brained and right-brained at the same time, you're thinking about how do you want to navigate and make those first decisions out of college? So how are you um, feeling and working with it so far? Yeah, I think it's definitely been interesting because um, my whole senior year, basically, I spent applying to jobs and the jobs I applied were truly like ranging from like agency work to like in-house work to like analysts to like 
finance, like all, all over the place. So I think <laughs> to like tech, like here I am. Um, I kind of went into a little bit blind. So I think now that I am where I am, I'm trying to kind of play my cards a little bit more wisely and figure out, be a little bit more slow, be a little bit less rushed. Cause at the time it was very like, I need a job out of college. I don't care what the job is. I'll take anything, I'll do anything. So I think now that I have more stability, I'm ready to kind of uh, look into myself, see what I like, see what I want and um, take steps more slowly. And I love that. I remember when we were chatting, you just seemed like very wise beyond your very recent grad years, <laughs> but I felt like you realized that you had been on a bit of a treadmill for the whole of a year. And then it's like, mm -hmm. you, kind of, you, you have the chance right now just to stop, take stock of what you've been doing, what you want to do next. So when you think about how you want to be intentional, as you mentioned that word, about the next kind of phase in your first mini career, what are the, the passions and the parts of yourself that maybe you discovered in college or even in high school or before that you want to keep front and center going forward? Yeah, so just like you mentioned, I think it's always been very much like a left brain, right brain kind of thing. I think in my professional interests, as well as my like my hobbies, my what I like to do outside of work, I think it's been very like, I like to do a lot of different things, kind of dip my toe in a lot of different um, pools. Um, but I think career-wise, I've done a lot of marketing stuff just because there's so much, so many marketing positions available. I feel like when you're, 19 years old and like the job pool is more limited when you have limited experience so a lot of marketing work I've done strategy I've done um social media I've done some consulting stuff um digital work and currently my role is in um as an analyst so definitely right now it's more of like a technical role than I've been in before so I'm learning leading more into like that side of things, but I'm excited to kind of pursue some of that is both both of those sides. And one thing, I mean, I want to point out is that right now you're in a role that'll be valuable to you down the line. So it sounds like you're focused on getting the skill sets that you need to set yourself up. Would that be fair? Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely correct. And what would you say is something that you picked up when you were in undergrad or that you've like noticed that maybe you want to bring back into your professional life? I know that you're interested in editorial and, you know, the world of media too. Yeah, um, I think one thing I did that I, I'm proud of for doing in my undergrad life is kind of exploring internships in a really diverse range of industries from like media, like an online magazine to like um, like a marketing consulting firm to like an engineering education office to the Olympics. So um, I think kind of th what that taught me is that it doesn't matter if you don't know a ton about the industry. I, I, I'm i telling this on a podcast, but I'm going to be honest, I'm not the biggest sports girl in the world. I don't <laughs> really watch sports outside of the Olympics. Mm -hmm. So like, like that experience um, taught me like I don't need, I can, you can make it till you make it. Like it's possible. You don't have to be like entrenched in like the industry and the interests you're working in. Um, especially like, yeah, I think that's a big thing. You can kind of pick things up on the fly. Um, yeah. I love that you said pick things up on the fly because it makes me think of, you know, like someone who's an archer, they're always reaching back and just, 
I don't know how archery works. I did archery for two hours at Girl Scout camp in the fourth grade and it was mm-hmm. cute, but that was it. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's very much just kind of having a toolkit and having something that you can use as your edge, not so much, you know, your edge on the competition or the edge on other people for jobs, but really just, you know, using your curiosity and using your ability to communicate mm-hmm. across worlds. It would be doing yourself a disservice if you try to put yourself in one box you know, like develop yeah. an expertise, develop something you want to be known for, but keeping that curiosity as part of your brand, for lack of a, of a better phrase, that's why I at least have noticed. Um, I've seen the most success for myself and the most like peace of mind. If you have to work for money, you want <laughs> it to be something that doesn't suck on you and it doesn't drain you. Yeah. Uh, at yeah. minimum. And at most, it comes naturally and it's effortless and you would do it for free. Uh, yeah. And I really do think that by staying creative and stay cur- staying curious, you're able to notice those moments of like, oh, this feels right, um, because you'll be aware to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you mentioned about not putting yourself in the box is also a really important point, because I think throughout college, I definitely tried really hard to put myself inside one box until I reached a point where I was like, you know, what? I don't have to be just one thing or just have be really passionate about just one area because I feel like it's definitely like a lot of pressure when students around you especially you're like this is my thing this is what I'm good at this is what I'm gonna do and you're kind of just like but I like to do a lot of different things I I'm interested in all those things so that was a really good point I'll tell you my box if you tell me yours (laughs) sure (laughs) so my box was the college newspaper the Tufts Daily Um, yeah and it's so funny and beautiful because just this past week I, you know, was in, you know, business kind of deal related talks with a woman. She CC'd someone on an email with me. And then that person sent me a note being like, FYI, you were my editor at the daily. Hi. And I was like, Hey girl, oh my God. how are th-? But You know, it was just one of those like beautiful serendipitous moments. Um, yeah. But my box was definitely, um, you know, journalism reporting. I remember yeah. at Tufts freshman year before orientation, you know, when they were doing general interest meetings, I signed up to write for the daily and on September mm-hmm. 7th, I had my first article published and school has started on like the first. And I was like, yeah. looked at, and he was like, Oh, you're serious. <laughs> um, but that was my box. What was yours? Um, it's funny. Cause I also wrote for the daily for a little bit um, for like two years. I think until my that's, a, that's a minute. That's so cool. Yeah. I think, I definitely dabbled in a lot of stuff. So I was on the daily for a bit. I was on Tusk. I don't know. If, did you guys have Tusk? So yeah, Social mm-hmm. Collective. Um, so that was like a fun thing I really liked doing because I was, you know, playing, playing homecoming. Like there was like an event with neon trees and I couldn't like be there. Oh, pretty cool. co- it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was in TASA, the Association of South Asians mm-hmm. um, and 180 Degrees Consulting, the consulting club. Um, And then I think my junior year, I started the Tufts Bengali Students Association, which didn't exist Mm -hmm. because there's like only six Bengali people at Tufts at one time. Um, So I think that ended up being my box by the time I graduated was kind of starting the club with my friends as a junior and then kind of leading it into like being an actual club that was recognized by the school by the time I graduated. Wow. And you realize that's a job, right? (laughs) 
like honestly sometimes I flash back to the things we were you know just doing like cruises and executing conferences and you know managing <laughs> you know like almost six-figure budgets just casually yeah. between classes yeah and like you know so right. we were like these are it's you know truly skills and yeah I think it's so important and I love that you named all the kind of groups and clubs that you were active in but really go through and think about you know what were the kinds of like tasks and projects and things that you did while you yeah. were in undergrad and how that can a be part of like your resume or even like you know your conversations yeah and you're right it definitely is a full-time job people people put in work in those clubs at Tufts <laughs> especially the daily that must have been so much so much work it was it's one of I mean I forget the exact statistic but like it's truly a daily like Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday like yeah. there are national newspapers that only run weekly and to be you yeah. know like kids in the basement <laughs> under like the post office yeah in the basement yeah. um yeah it, it was definitely I think a major part of my life in my college experience I wouldn't trade it it was a very interesting experience um and I loved it uh yeah. I I wanted to leave some room for us to talk um and just kind of follow up from where we left off last week I want to hear what you're up to and kind of what your personal like action items are but my kind of last question or moment I wanted to offer to you was uh, now that you, you know, your rose colored glasses are off, you know, you don't have the .edu email address protecting you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, you're really trying to take a look around at the job market, the um, business world. What's something that you would tell yourself six months ago or one year ago that you would want someone in your shoes to have known? Great question. Um, because the whole time I was applying for jobs, I was so irrationally stressed when in reality, if I didn't have a job, it would have been totally fine, totally fine. And I knew it too, because I was like, I'm so stressed. And I know that like six months from now, one year from now, I'm gonna look back and be like, why did I, why did I do these things to myself? Why did I think all these things? Um, so I think I would, have told myself that all the hard work was worth it because I put in, I mean, I reached out to you. I reached out to so <laughs> many people. I, I put in a lot of work and definitely did pay off um, to be more open-minded, I think, about, about the specific types of roles I'm applying for. And like, like the role I'm in now, it wasn't like, I really want to be an analyst when I graduated, but now I'm like looking at it like these are skills that I can learn that I can like you said, add to my toolbox and kind of use to grow further and just kind of have that mindset about different positions, I think. I'm happy that, you, that you're that you seeing, you know, already that if you just like slowly start to invest in yourself. And for me, it always comes back to your network. It's really just about asking and just, you know, when you don't need anything, being in touch is being someone that, point. yeah. Um, so one thing yeah. that I, I started doing after graduating from Tufts. Some years I'm better at it. Some years I'm worse. I'm going to try to do a good one this year, but just send out like a quick note or an email to everyone just asking for their good news and you'll get the most interesting responses. So if you had professors who you really enjoyed at the end of the year, just send them a quick note, nothing long, just and ask them, you know, what's happening in your life. And that really cements you as someone that, you know, 
people would trust to recommend for things. So you would be surprised that a lot of times people will say like, oh, it's so interesting you emailed me. Um, someone so has this opportunity. Would that be something you want? And you'll be thinking to yourself, like, I almost didn't do that, you know, you know, so yeah, uh, it just, it always pays to, to be in touch, not with everyone all the time, but just with people sporadically. I think that was very good advice, because I think through the networking process, people become super caught up in, like, just, like, asking for things, and asking for things, and I think it's also nice to, to ask people when you don't need things, um, just to see how people are doing, just to, I mean, for the sake of networking, but just to like humanely check in, I think it's a huge, 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 huge thing. Um, yeah, humane check-ins. We're going to make that a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think I tried to do that with my friends. So I think like just expanding that to your network is like a great idea. Um, I guess next steps, I'm still four months in, I guess I'm technically still newly employed. Um, mm-hmm. So just kind of getting better at what I'm doing. I think it's, been a bit a transition definitely um so just kind of getting used to what I'm doing and like really like making the most of it as much as I can like teaching myself new skills when I have the free time that aren't like available to be available to me because of my company um and at the same time like we talked about last time kind of just drilling down on the companies the brands the um ideas the missions that I'm interested in and seeing what everything has in common and like making a list of what's next where I'd like to be next and that's it and I'm I'm really happy that any of what I mentioned was useful and it really is you know putting yourself in the right space to be of service um, and to kind of like approach the work world from that perspective because then things will just like open up to you and as you get more selective as you're doing you know and as you explore more you'll find ways to to pivot what comes naturally into what pays you if you want to if you got to work um yeah um and I did have one last question for you yes. unrelated to career just since this is the Brie Books podcast I was wondering what you are reading currently or if you have any <gasps> recommendation thank you for asking it's so funny I have a podcast about books and I very rarely like talk about what I'm reading oh and I also have a book recommendation for you so thank you for reminding me but what I am reading consumed the need for collective change colonialism climate change and consumerism by Asia Barber so um you know casual bedtime reading it is phenomenal I oh my god yeah um let's just say I was you know doing like a little like earmark for all the pages and I got to page 50 mm-hmm. and I got to page 50 and realized that almost every page I had like earmarked so I had <laughs> to break out my highlighter um That's basically, you know. no honestly mm-hmm. oh, it's so many facts but basically as the title says she's really looking at the history of racism um you know like global displacement of people uh slavery like textile industry um Com- like you know consumerism capitalism in the u.s uh, mm-hmm. and around the world and tracing those back historically and um you know and then of course like layering uh the realities of global warming and climate change on top of it and bringing it back to you know like consumerism and fast fashion and it's it's a fantastic book it's coming out very shortly this is an advanced reader's copy Uh, oh yeah it either just came out or it's coming out within the next couple of weeks I'll send you a link to where you can grab it 
I have my book recommendation for you and it has nothing to do with what we've talked about, but I read it and I just turned 30 recently and I was like, Mm -hmm. I I cringe when I think of all the money I wasted, wasted. I'm like, oh, 30, you you know, and I'm like, oh, but anyway, this book, it's called Your Money Life, Your 20s Mm -hmm. by Peter Dunn. So you always get those books where it's like, oh, you know, if you start, if you save $10 a day from the time you were five, you would be a millionaire by 20, you know, and that's all well and good. But what this book really breaks down, and I think it's so valuable, is really on a decade basis of like, you're in your mm-hmm. 20s, like you are, you know, like firmly on your own, you probably have at least 50 years of financial independence ahead of you. Here's how to not, you know, how to not set yourself back. And it's kind of more about like your, your money mindset. And really kind of thinking about your history and relationship with money as like a young person, uh, like a child. Um, But then it even, it goes as deep into like the best method for paying off debt, how to cut expenses while living the life you want to live, how to determine what percentage of your income to spend on groceries, uh, whether you're ready to buy a house or if you should stick with renting. Um, So like, just like those things that they literally don't teach us in school. Oh, this is a great recommendation. Genuinely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he also has one for your 30s, your 40s, your 50s. Okay. And because I'm nosy, I read all of them. But <sighs> uh, the, the 20s one was definitely the, really great. And the 30s one was good, but I feel like it kind of repeated a lot of what was in here. Um, okay. So that would be my recommendation for you. And with that, Amina, I want to say thank you for being on this episode of Breed Books. And thank you for kicking off our free books crash course episode all about navigating the post-grad life and nailing that first job after college. If there are any topics that you would like to hear covered on Brie Books, especially around career, jobs, college life, etc., let me know in the reviews. Leave a review of Brie Books podcast on Apple Podcasts and share with us what you would like to hear more from the Brie Books community. Thank you again to Amina and congrats to you on nailing your first post-college job. This will definitely not be the end of your road and I can't wait to see what you do next. And thank you for listening to Brie Books Podcast. You can find Brie Books on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you listen, you'll find us. Thank you and talk to you in the next one. Bye.